opportunity, Lord, that you gave us to sing to you and praise you, Lord, tonight or today, Lord. I'd like to ask, Lord, just to, uh, if you would, Lord, um, multiply the tithes and the offerings, Lord. Continue helping us, Lord, in our jobs and the things that we do, Lord, that we may continue to be faithful to you, Lord, in these things that you've called us to be, Lord, in, in faithfulness, Lord. And, and also, too, Lord, uh, we ask you, Lord, at this time now to help us, Lord, to focus on your word. Be, be vigilant, Lord, not to allow things to distract us, Lord, and take us away and rob us from the blessing that you've given to our brother Gabe to give to us, Lord. We also just thank you, Lord, for everything they do for us, Lord, and we ask this all in your precious and in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Dios los bendiga mucho, hermanos. Aquí le paso hermano Gabriel. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone, brothers and sisters. God bless y'all this morning. Dios bendiga a todos, hermanos. Se pueden sentar. Y'all may be seated. God bless the group. Praise the Lord. Good to be back home with y'all. Uh, thank you all for y'all's prayers. Uh, we, do, we truly believe that prayers work. Uh, the experiences that um, my wife and I had um, and the opportunities that we had to meet new people and see new things, uh, we're grateful for, and, but we appreciate everyone's prayers for protection. Amen both uh, for us and also for our children that were here and uh, in our church. Uh, what a blessing it is to be back in Texas, though. I miss the hamburgers. I'm not going to lie to you. I miss hamburgers. Hamburgers are different here. Hamburgers are different here, Sister Zuli, Mano Raul. Son diferente aquí. No, pero man, I miss the, the ceviche from over there, too. So I voy a estar de, de dos, de, de dos uh, como se dice, uh, being pulled from two places here. We had a good time, brothers and sisters, and it's good to, uh, to you know, get away for a little bit and be able to recharge uh, your battery and, your, and relax your mind a little bit and reflect on good things that God has done for you. Amen? Um, I would like to continue on with uh, the messages of origins, where things start from. Uh, our, the last time I, I, I brought the word... Uh, I talked about sin and 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 where it was, where where it started and and where what it what its weight of what the weight of sin is, uh, and there's many times that we don't reflect on passing on these things and we don't know where we caught them from or the things that we have been through. Quiero contunir, contunir, contunir. How do you say that, brother? Continue. Continuar, continuar. En la mensaje de Orgenen, Orgenen, Origen, uh, de la envidia y, y los celos. El otra vez hablé del de pecado y esta vez quiero hablar de uh, envidia y celos. The last time I spoke about sin, like I mentioned, and this time I want to talk about envy and jealousy. Uh, the origin of it, biblically speaking, but also we struggle with if it's something that we battle with um how dangerous it is to have this uh and how dangerous it is it is for us to not uh try to um um you know move away from it or depart from it it's a it's a struggle brothers and sisters it's it's from a family of pride and uh and and jealousy and envy is is something that god does not honor at all uh and can really destroy your life um, very quickly. It can happen very qu quickly. 
I've seen it happen here in the church quite a bit through the years uh, that I've had an opportunity to be old enough to understand spiritually and discern things. I've seen both these two things destroy uh, members in the church. And there's a lot of members here that aren't in the church anymore because of these two things. So it's a very serious topic to speak of. Uh, and you can tell if you have it very quickly. It's not something that you need to go and, and it takes a long time to figure out if you have it. You can tell very quickly if you have these things uh, and if you're not free from these things. So uh, this morning we're going to be praying for discernment in our lives to understand if it is a struggle that we have and how we can ask God to liberate us from it. Amen. Uh, so God bless the kids uh, and the youth uh, this morning. God bless y'all as they go prepare um, messages for their life and the struggles that they have and things that they encounter and the giants that they will encounter in their life. Amen. God bless all the, the youth and the, and the young people and the teachers. Amen. So I don't, know if, I don't know if you fully understand what the difference is between envy and jealousy. I, I, I don't even know if I understood it until I started looking into this. Uh, but if you've ever thought of the differences between envy and jealousy, anybody, anybody kind of, do you think that there's differences between them? Or do you think they're kind of in the same family? Hmm? This works when we talk back and forth. Sister Liz, what were you saying? Same family. I didn't. I didn't realize this, but um, I, I I got this uh, this information. It says right here, envy occurs when we lack a desired attribute enjoyed by another. That's interesting. Jealousy occurs when something we already possess is threatened by a third person, not a second person, a third person. So this is important, okay? So, so envy is a two-person situation. <laughs> okay, so catch. And jealousy is a three-person situation. Envy is a reaction to lacking something. Jealousy is a reaction to a threat of losing something. Uh-oh. Kind of changes perspectives for some of us. You might have thought you were a jealous person, but you might be an envious person. So for us, it's important, brothers and sisters, for us to discern these things and to understand what the Word of God says and how destructive these two characteristics are and how important it is for you to be vigilant not to have these characteristics. Because um, I've always liked the verse in Proverbs where it said, before destruction was pride. And, and I think it's important to understand, you know, that destruction comes with having these attributes because the eye is never satisfied. The eye is always hungry. It's a hungry machine your eyes are. Very hungry, always looking and, and processing. It's processing. Your eyes are always processing. You know, and it's not, it's not always being envious or, or jealous of materialistic things. It's not always that. It's a, of, of things that one may have 
if, 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 if one has a husband and you lost a husband, if one has children in the church and you don't have children in the church, oh, come on. Let's get real. It could be a lot of different things. It just is not, you know, so-and-so just got a new vehicle and, you know, we're all jealous of it or envious of it. So it's important for us to understand where all this comes from. Like when we talked about the origin of sin, and we went back to when Satan introduced sin to humanity in his conversation with Eve, and we start to see the separation because sin, when it was born, it created disobedience. See, that's what sin is. Sin is disobedience. It's knowing to do something right and not doing it. You see, you're not sinning if you didn't know it wasn't right. You know, the problem is is this, is that the word of God and the society that we live in, we have technology around us that we know the truth, and the truth is setting people free. People mock Christians, and they don't even go to church, but they know that a Christian won't accept certain things. So sin has been born in them just by them mocking Christians. Are you following me this morning, brothers? Would we need to get the cappuccino espresso machine going around here? You see, you understand that people, you could say, well, brother, it doesn't make sense what you just said right now that you're not sinning if you don't know. But see, we live today in a society, it's not like back in the days where they rode camels. And they didn't know what somebody was doing in another town. Now it's just, you know, you get in and you look and you look at the news and you look at videos and you look at streaming and you just see the ignorance. And people have just determined what's wrong just by, man, that does not look right from the way I was raised. I wasn't even raised in the church, but I was raised with respect, respecting humanity and how can people be doing this. And so for us, brothers and sisters, it's important to always understand that there is a starting place to something. And the last time, too, we talked about origins. We talked about what did you catch growing up? What was passed on to you? There was probably good things that were passed on to you. I mean, you know, there's probably your work ethic. You know, if you had a strong work ethic, probably because you saw your, your dad get home from work and he still continued doing things. Your mom never stopped. Those are things that are also taken and, and appreciated and passed on, and people can never say that they didn't see this in their parents. Always providing. You know, it's like me that one day that it hit me and said, how'd you guys do it, Mom? How'd you guys take us to Disneyland when I know we weren't rich, but you guys made every effort to take us when we were little? Now that I'm older and, and plan things for our kids, it's like it takes extreme planning, doesn't it? It's like, man, how are we going to? Day one, man, that's a lot of money. Day two, whoa. But there's also things that we caught, things that were of the flesh. We talked about gossiping and how sometimes that's something that's passed on. We talked about judging, murmuring, complaining. 
Anybody know somebody that just complains all the time? You know, it's just somebody's not just not happy. Man, they just ain't happy. You could do, hey, let's go, you know, let's go. You know, I'm going to take you to get Chinese. Chinese? Oh, I'm going to take you to go get Chinese. Oh. We have to. It's like, yeah. Where are you going to take me then? Uh, okay, Chinese is fine. That's what I thought. But there's an instant lack of appreciation. And as parents, if you have children that are like that or, or you, still, you still have control, and, and some of you parents, it doesn't matter if you, if you have grown children, you still have control, correct that. Because that's what's going to be passed on. And that's things that you could stop. I mean, I don't care if you're grandparents or whatever you are. Like, no, 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 no. Let's appreciate. Let's appreciate everything. Because you'll start to see people with nothing. And just appreciating life, getting up like it's just enjoying it. So to pass on that. Somebody say, well, why are you always, you're, you're always so, where'd you get that from? You're always so positive. You're always like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever you guys want to do. Oh, I kind of got that from my family. You can see that. You, you, can, you can see somebody, somebody's characteristics and that good things were passed on. So we read here in the Bible in Isaiah 14, we start reading here we start to read of how satan was cast down how art thou fallen from heaven o lucifer uh, lucifer satan was in heaven a lot of people don't know these things they they watch it you know it's funny brothers and sisters a lot of people start thinking they know religion by movies You have a conversation with someone, oh, I know that. I've seen that movie where Lucifer fell down from heaven. And that's all they'll know is that. They don't know the story of it. But we're going to read here what the Word of God says. How art there fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Wow. And When the sun rises, what, is, what rises? Mercy. Son of the morning. That's, that was a title that was given to him. It's powerful. How art they cut down to the ground? Which didst weaken the nations? 13. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Not above God's throne. See, see this is the part we miss. I will put my throne not above God's throne. You know, it's one thing when you see a king and you see his sons a little bit below him, right? Because a king's head cannot be below anybody's head. But Satan didn't say, I will put my throne above God's throne. He said, I will put it above God's stars. Ab way above his. So we can see here, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregations 
You know what I noticed here when I was reading this is that I, I started seeing a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, pastor used to say a lot of the yo-yo, right? A lot of I, I. You know a person that uses I a lot? Catch yourself using I a lot. I got to be very careful because I'm in, when I'm in business and I'm talking and I and I got to be very careful that I did you know I I almost like a pirate. You see, but Satan, he's showing you something right here as simple as just a term. I oh, I you know I uh, I did this for I. You see, because. Even if you did something and you don't put the spotlight on you, does it take away from you doing it? You have to get to the details of its creation. But there's something inside of us that's lacking, something inside of us that's broken, something inside of us that's needing comfort. Some self-esteem that's requiring us to use a first person always. I. Satan caught himself using these terms as he showed his desire in his heart and what he wanted. We continue reading here. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Verse 14. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Wow. This guy was on it. I will be like the most high. Pretty powerful, huh? Verse 15. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. So that's the way, you know, God's response is. He says, I don't need to go to all the details of all the things you said. I'm just going to let you know this is where you're going. You know, you could desire all these things and be ambitious. And, and it's interesting when you speak to young people. And, I, and when I was, in, when I, when I, uh, when I was uh, working with the youth, I would always ask them, what do you want to do? Right? I just want, you got to have something you want to do. You have young people, you know, young people in your lives, ask them what they want to do. That's what's going to get you out of bed, just to let you know that. You don't want to do anything, you're going to stay in bed. And some of them, you know, they would respond very quick, oh, I want to do this, this, this. I was like, oh, man, I'm, you could tell some people, man, they, they got a good journal where they write it every day. And then you have the ones that just respond very simply, like, ah, you know, I might go to the military. I might go police academy. Kind of unknown. But no, oh, Lucifer had it planned out to a T. You see, brothers and sisters, the moment we start thinking that we are in control of things. Listen to this, because you hate to hear this. You hate to hear this because a lot of us, we like to be in control. You know why people don't like to fly? You know why? 
because you can't see the steering wheel. That's why they close that cabin there and you can't see. And you're like, man, if I could just see the guy holding the sticks. See somebody in control, but you can't see it. It's a, at least make it transparent, right? But they don't want to see you where the guys are playing like cards because the plane's flying itself. You're like, really? And that's why people get, you know, there's a little bit of turbulence and you're like, is, is the guy in there? Do you sleep? Because we like control. But there's a reality that we are not in control of things that we think we're in control of. That's where predestiny comes into play. It's where the Word of God says you're predestined to things. You see, it just depends on how long it gets you to get to what God wanted you for. This is, very, this is difficult because some of y'all are like, nah, nah, I can make a decision right now. But see, God has a plan for us. And you see, man, the morning star. You know, you see here someone that God considered seeing himself higher in his mind than the creator. So when humbleness is something that's thrown out in our lives, and appreciation, this is where the seed of envy and jealousy is born. And for us, brothers and sisters, it's important that we see our God for who he was, a loving God. Oh, yeah, the word of God says he was a jealous God, too. That he is a jealous God. Because when you're the most high, and you start to see people comparing things that the creator created, in worshiping the creation instead of the creator. Oh, yeah, he's a jealous God. So we see here Lucifer, Satan, being cast down. And we're not going to get into the details of him, but I wanted to just reflect a little bit of his mindset. Someone that was esteemed. I would say he was esteemed by God. God put him in a position to, you know, when you're, when you're the morning star and you're given something like that, that's, that's powerful. But there's times, and I don't know, I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but, you know, again, going back to what God has shown me just in, in, in management or business, you give somebody, you know, a little bit of authority, right? You know, I, I, I want you to manage the break room. I just want you to manage the break room, okay? Oh, man, they start managing everything. You, we're going to start coming in at 8 o'clock in the morning. We're going to start... Hey, I just told you the break room. Oh. I thought that was kind of like a sign that it was just to make sure we had the supplies in the break room. Some of us are so quick and ready. We don't listen. And we can't be patient. And that's where ambition comes in. 
How many of us know ambitious people? But all they're thinking of is and and, and processing, here's what I'm going to do. Here's how it's going to get done. This is the way it's going to be. And by this time, and you know what? If I do it this way, if I do it that way, if I cut around around here, if I do this, if we do this, and that's all their talk is. It's an ambitious talk. And you see, these attributes usually were triggered from something, something that we seen. I see somebody having something. I'm going to get it. This is the way I feel I need to get it. I see somebody successful in something. This is the way I see that they were successful. I'm going to get it. And then that's why, you know, you know, you know a business that's crazy is these conferences where a person sits up here that's a multimillionaire and they tell you, this is how you can do it. Hour and a half, I'm going to teach you how to be a millionaire. Oh, man, people sign up. Oh, man, they sign I'm going to be a millionaire hour and a half. An hour and a half, I'm going to sit and, and hear this guy talk, and I'm going to become a millionaire. Something in our mind thinks that that hour and a half can get me to what that guy took 15 years even five years, even two years, an hour and a half or two years. You see, brothers and sisters, our eye and sometimes our ears deceive our heart and start to trigger these things. I think I've said this a few times here. The biggest fear that I've always had is sitting on my deathbed. And the last question I have for God is, did I fulfill my purpose here on earth not was i successful to what you wanted me to be successful did i fulfill my purpose listen to what i'm saying not not my desire my purpose for me jesus what you have for me father not my ambition oh because we all have and we all have good ones too well i'm, I'm wanting all this stuff for my family this is why I want this for my family, so it's got to be good. We don't know our God. We don't know how powerful he is, how mighty he is. This is a give it freely with obedience. So we see Satan here in the struggles of the eye, right? If we turn to Proverbs 27.4, wrath is cruel, and anger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before envy? Listen to that one. Wrath is cruel. Anger is outrageous. But yet it uses the term of envy as the heaviest of the three. There's something powerful in it. There's something that's triggered in it when you start to, instead of pray, desire to want. Instead of congratulate, start to think, I could get that. I could do that. Instead of being happy for someone, to start to think of how you can be in that situation. 
I don't know who struggles with this. I don't know, you know, th- this series, again, it's called Origins, right? It's, it's called where it starts from. I- I'm, I'm grateful to God that, that God didn't put that in me. I, I thank God for that. You know, I have family, I have family that's been successful. My brother's successful and God bless him and, and he's been he's been a great example to me what it is to be successful. And I catch myself when he's not even around and I'm talking to people and I'm like, man, but if you only knew when he tinted windows, he painted cars, didn't even know how to build computers, I'm gonna say it in front of you. But he did it. That micron computer. I don't think, see, I got a better memory than you think. I remember one of these computers, these old computers. But see, somebody sees now success and sees this stuff, and they see the envy here. But I saw that nasty car in Bertram where the police officer stopped by and said, sir, are you hot-wiring your car because it won't start? Liz's exotic italian what was it renault renault and when you saw this thing it was one of those Woo! lorenzo still married her that's love that's a love story right there but i honor seeing goodness I honor that, as we should, but we, man, we get so caught up in things. That's where the devil comes in, and he's like, oh, man, it's perfect. You're right. You're sh- yeah, absolutely. This, this, and that, this, and that. But we need to push these things away and pray. First for ourselves, say, God, help me. If, I'm, if I struggle in these type of things, God, to remove this stuff from me. Because I'll never have anything. You might as well just say that in your prayer. I'll never have anything if this is in my heart. Say it. I mean, listen to what I'm telling you right now, brother. If you're struggling, if you're struggling, check by check. You're probably struggling check by check because you have a little bit of envy in you. Remember, what's envy? Come on, wake up, people. Wake up. I'm going to start exhorting you now because you ain't waking up. Two people. Where jealousy is a third person. Somebody, a third person is involved with that. Amen? We're going to read more about that because I feel like we might not be catching it. If we turn to Philippians 2.3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Come on, brothers and sisters. Look, listen to what I'm telling you. You want the secret to success? I'm not going to even say my success. But the secret to success is this. Being happy for someone. You want a secret to success? Be happy for someone. 
Oh, come on, man. This is this changes the church. I'm not even I'm not going to, you know, I'm not I'm not going to start over here prophesizing. Oh, you're going to get money. 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 You're going to get peace. You're going to get happiness. You're going to stop a curse. Because you're thinking and you're happy for someone. You're not thinking of your situation. And your situation might stink right now. But still think of someone else. Be happy for them. And you'll see how your prayers, you'll see how your situation will change instantly. Because we serve a powerful and mighty God. But that moment that your situation starts to overpower We cannot put our struggles, our problems. I cannot put my problems on someone else when they're doing things right. This is why I got to be happy for someone that's, man, that's great, brother, man. You, that's fantastic. God bless you. It's great news. Man, that's great news. And you got to leave with that mindset, man. Praise the Lord, man. God's doing something in that brother's life, man. God bless him. And work at that, but some of us is like, We're so quick to add something just so we can elevate ourselves a little bit. Go above. Huh? Oh, man. Satan just looks at this stuff and starts to say, Oh, la raza. No tiene nada, pero man. Más orgullo, más envidia que todos. Mira, oh, ay, oh Satanás le gustan los latinos. Ay, como se mueven todo. You know, but brothers and sisters, we see, we see the example of Jesus coming here and, 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 and a king leaving his throne to serve. I mean, no better example do we have in our belief. You know, you meet people and, 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 and man, you know, we, we, met, we met this individual, Jennifer and I, probably one of the smartest people we ever met. I mean, this person was annoyingly smart. You can ask Sister Jennifer. Please ask her, too, because he said some things about her. But you know what, brothers and sisters, the obvious things he couldn't see. Because he said, all religion is the same. Oh, man, and he, some of y'all would have been, oh, he's right. <laughs> I mean, he knew Everything. He had pictures of stuff, places he had been to with religions. Judaism, Muslims, Buddhist, everything. is all, all Catholic, everything is all the same. But one thing he missed is that though they all have a form of God. 
Only one came to serve and left his throne to serve. And only one rose again after death. The obvious things. Thank you, Father, for hiding this from the wise and giving it to the simple, Jesus said. I said, we sat there and we heard this person, man. Everything, though, man, everything. Puerto Rico. ¿Sabes qué digo de Puerto Rico? Invest in Puerto Rico. Ese es el lugar ahorita donde quieres poner tu dinero. Eh, está bueno oír eso, ¿no? Ojalá que dijo porque ahorita toda la gente está buscando lugares que van a poner dinero ahí. Es que bueno oír eso. Yo le dije que tenemos amigos de ahí. It's a very smart business guy. But he was missing the simplest thing. That our God, a king, left his throne to serve. Grateful for his love. Amen. If we turn to James 4.17. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin you see brothers and sisters we leave and you this 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 is this we'll just average this message just an average message but you've sat in some great messages that you were pricked your hearts were pricked you 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 felt convicted man and you left and you forgot we all have Man, you, you leave here like, man, that was a good one, man. That may pay all, man. Or you leave here and you don't even say nothing because you're just like, man. I felt like my meat was just tenderized. Everything okay? My wife and I will have those conversations. Everything okay? You seem real quiet. I seem real quiet because the word of God spoke. Then we forget these things. And we fail to correct them. And then we go through the process again. We go through the journey again of struggles. And we start to use terms like, well, I'm struggling still with this, the same thing. Like you, you wouldn't struggle it if you woke up and it's the priority that you need to fix. You see, I don't feel bad for people saying I'm struggling with the same thing because where's your priority at? Where's it at in the priority of your life? I guarantee you it would be number one if it's going to take you and it can take you from the glory. I guarantee you I'd be thinking about it. I'd be, I'd be meditating at the first thing. I hope I don't act like this today. I hope I don't do this today. But sometimes it doesn't reach there because... And you turn on the TV, you open up your phone, and it's like, man, it ain't that bad. And we start to justify other people's actions to our disobedience. And again, we start to think that what God has spoken to our hearts has reached their hearts. The truth that was revealed to us is revealed to them. This is the struggle right here. This is where the disobedience happens. This is where the, this is where the, where the struggle happens, and, and this is where God starts to separate. 
You see, sin is an instant remark to God saying, I don't need you. Repentance is recognizing your sin and saying, God, forgive me. Receive me. Take me. So when you're in sin, you've decided that you're like, you know what, God, appreciate it. But this is, you know, you know I'm going to put you in my pocket. I'll keep you in my pocket, God, because I believe in you. Today I need y'all to pull you out. So when I go through something, something bad happens, oh, man. Oh, I hear him. There's God. Man, the disobedience continues. And we just deceive ourselves and we waste time because our purpose was already established from before we were born. God says, I knew what I had planned for you. But our disobedience keeps us away from God's plan. See, the moment, okay, God, I trust in you. And we're walking closer to God's plan. But the moment that we're like, well, I don't know. I think my, I feel this. Then we hold the process. So our faith has got to be free to get to God's purpose in our lives. But sin, sin is what hits the pause button in our life. That's why, that's why when you see young people desiring God and wanting God in their life, man, people, you know, older people are like, man, that's awesome. Right? Are any older people here saying that? Or maybe not. Maybe we got envious old people here. Now you're like, man, that's awesome. So good. And the advice starts to come for them. Be careful. Watch out for these things. So your life doesn't get paused. And 10 years go by and you're like, man, what happened to those 10 years? So disobedience can pause you from receiving your blessing. If we turn to Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death. So we can see that disobedience, which births sin, is death. And see, that doesn't really bring a lot of fear here in church. Because see, people die every single day. Death is what? Inevitable. Right? Like, but death comes anyways. But see, it's not talking about a physical death here. You could be alive and dead. You see, you could be alive and, and kind of have attributes of a zombie. Logging around, right? No purpose, just walking around. But when God w- awakens you, and shows you what you need. Not what your wife needs, not what your husband needs, but what you need. Because it's so easy. It's so easy for us to get involved in, in the people that we love's needs, huh? Come on. 
I, I just wish I had, you know, I wish there was people here that, that would just like shout me, you know, that would shout at me, scare me almost. You got the amen. That's true. That's true, brother. Amen. And some of us are the, are the, you know, the way they say you're a horse whisperer, you're an amen whisperer. Some of you don't even, you're, you're what, what do they call the ventriloquist? You don't even move your lips. Amen. Who said that? You, you're looking around, you're like, oh, it wasn't that brother, his lips didn't move. We struggle. Understanding that we want to fix others more than we put the focus on ourselves. Our priority is us entering. Seek ye first the kingdom for your family. Seek ye first. Not seek your family first, the kingdom, but seek ye first. But we don't. We start to think, oh, la batalla. Y si no tenía esta batalla ahorita, con mi esposo, mi esposa, I, God, could use me. God wants to use you in the batalla. God wants to see what you're made of in the struggle. To see how long you'll go with the struggle. It can't all be perfect. Keep on reading here. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, brothers and sisters, sin was a gift of disobedience that Adam and Eve wrapped up. But Jesus came and he destroyed the act on what Satan did back then. He destroyed disobedience. And he offered this opportunity of salvation. This opportunity to receive hope. See, the world doesn't know this hope. This is why it continues being disobedient. Don't get discouraged. Introduce the hope. If we turn to Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Brothers and sisters, this is the point right here where some of us, we like to use that more than others. We like to say, yeah, 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 I get it, Christian, but you're a sinner too. It's funny, it's funny how people like to use this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but we've all sinned and come short. You see, the point of this verse is to remind us when we see somebody trying to get out of it that we all came from that place of trying to get out of it. So why step on somebody when they're trying to get out of it instead of encouraging somebody to get out of it? 
Because we've all come short at one time. But God's love has penetrated, has reached areas that only God's love could reach. You're not gonna, you see, if you're damaged goods, if you're hurt, if you're broken, if things have happened to you, if, you're, if you feel like it's hopeless for you, it's God's love that can only reach those places. It's his love that can get to the root, to the origin of something to make you realize that it could be better, that you could be better. There's hope. God's love gives you hope. This is why God's love's got to be in you where the hope's not in you. We serve a mighty God, a God that, and he planned moments in our lives, happiness, sadness, struggle, strife, to get us to a moment where he could speak to our hearts and introduce his love to us. Some of you are like right now thinking, you have no idea, Brother Gabe. You have no idea what I've experienced. You're right. But his love does. Oh, man, it's powerful, his love. His love will make you stop seeing the accuser. Oh, you didn't hear me, you see. Your struggle still allows the bitterness, and, but his love when it comes in, it erases everything. Any pain, any hurt. If we could turn to Ecclesiastics 4. Again, I considered all travail and every right work that for this man is envied of his neighbor. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. Now listen to this, brothers and sisters. Again, I considered all travail, all effort, and every right work that for this man is envied of his neighbor. Now, then I saw that all toil and all skill and work came from a man's envy of his neighbor. Listen to that. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be this. If I go do this, if I invest in this, it all started with something I saw. And the envy I had my neighbor but man when you're grounded and you're you're like god look you've brought me here this is where you have me at right here god right now i'm gonna trust in you if you want me to move to there you're gonna move me there but man some of us were like no i'm gonna move over here god and then we're like the door is not opening right god i'm standing in front of this house that you brought you brought me in front of he's like i didn't bring you in front of that house oh no no god you brought me in front of this house no no you brought yourself in front of that house because when I bring you in front of the house, the door's going to be open. 
You see, but we start to get it twisted a little bit because, man, we're so smart, man. You're so smart. You're so smart. That we think we're so smart and we trust in ourselves too much. And that's the problem. That we need to start trusting in God. Thank God, man, I'm right here, God. Look, look, God, I'm right here. If you tell me to move, I'm going to move, God. Somebody's not going to tell me you need to move over here. Somebody's not going to tell me you need to do this. You're going to tell me, God. And it's beautiful when God starts to talk to you this way. And you start to move in the spirit of his advice. But man, when we start to move on our own, that's where, that's where the pause button is. Remember, because the disobedience happens because we're just on our own moving around anywhere we are and we become the people of Israel in the desert and walking around for 40 years on an 11-day journey. You know? I'm going to keep on walking because I got my life paused. I'm just going to keep on walking, you know? My life's paused. Until one day obedience came. Joshua and Caleb unpaused it. And they went forward. And the devil wanted to pause it again and said, oh, no, 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 don't go there, don't go there. I want you to continue in the desert. But God said, enough. And see, your moment's got to come where you unpause something. You see, if envy and jealousy had been something that have paused your life and your success and and things that can happen good because you're always looking, you're always desiring, you're always looking and desiring. Instead of just being happy, I want to just be happy. I want to be content. I want to be satisfied. Because what's interesting, put that verse back up there again, brother. This also is vanity and vexation of the spirit. Hear what that is saying there. This is vanity, but vexation of the spirit. So vexation of the spirit is like if I don't give you water, you're going to die. Vexing the spirit is not quenching the spirit. It said that Lot's spirit was vexed being in Sodom and Gomorrah. You see, the word of God has to, co- has to come into your lives or you're getting vexed and you're drying up and pretty soon the pause button, you lose the remote control. You can't unpause it. You don't even know how to get back to where. Where did it start from? Where was the origin of this curse? Where did this struggle come from? I can't see clearly anymore. I can't see anything anymore. Because it starts out like that where we're controlling it. Pause. I'll pause for a couple of years or a couple of days. You know, after a preaching, I paused it. Nah, I just really don't want to do that. I don't think I have that. Then you get to another preaching. I think I do have that. You unpause it, right? I'll pause. What a place to go, right? Are you going to get anywhere fast? Pretty soon we're, when you don't care anymore, you just throw that remote and you're like, you think pause is the way to be. 
because you still think you're getting somewhere. Oh, you're getting satisfaction and happiness of the flesh. Every once in a while, you'll find a dollar on the road or a penny on the road and think it's my lucky day. But are you being blessed? Because the word of God says to trust in him with all your heart. Trust in him with all your heart. If we turn to Genesis 4, and Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived. You know, brothers and sisters, uh, brothers and sisters you know, I see Karina, you know, you have little kids. If you, you know, the birds and the bees, one of these days, you're going to have to talk about the story. This is the best way of saying it. And Adam knew Eve. Huh? The Bible's awesome, huh? That's the birds and the bees. What do you mean, new? Ah, that's all you need to know. The hostage is looking. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bore his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground an offering to the Lord. Now, brothers and sisters, you have two individuals here, one born before the other. But you have two individuals, one, you know, hard, that's hard work, tilling the ground, working the ground is hard work. The other one was the keeper of the sheep. Right? And it doesn't say anything here, but it says that, and in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. So it's, as, as we understand our work, you know, we, we'll, we bring an offering to God saying, God, thank you for these things. This could be the first offering. Thank you, God, for what you do in my life. Here's an offering to you. So we see Cain doing that, and he says, an offering unto the Lord. It doesn't say specifics. It doesn't say, you know, what it was, any of this stuff. But it just says, through the ground, an offering to the Lord. Verse 4. And Abel, he also brought the firstling of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. So, brothers and sisters, so to me, it's like there's more details in Abel. I mean, you know, it just it seems like there's, you know, there's more detail to the type of offering that was given there. Hey, you know, Cain brought fruit. I think go into detail, like Cain brought the best of what his ground gave. He brought the most. But see, here in, 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 in Abel's, it talks about he brought the firstling, something that's precious, that's value, that's worth we start to see here we've got two people right then we've got the third person which is God so with two people the envying struggle of brothers just there. Oh, I'm going to run faster than you. I'm going to be, 
I'm gonna get home faster. Da, 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 da. Back and forth, right? Sibling what rivalry they call it. Now, God got involved in this, and jealousy was born because they were bringing something to God. So God was pleased with Abel's offering. We keep on reading here. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth. And his countenance fell. So, brothers and sisters, the word of God shows us stuff. and We want to see it. Sometimes it's like, ah, I don't want to see it. But the word of God shows us right here that instantly when the third person wasn't happy, one of the two, instead of saying, man, you got me, bro. Oh! I knew I should have brought those apples. I knew, man, they looked so good. God knew, God knew my heart, man. God knew my You know, this is the last time. This is the last time you're going to get me. I'm bringing the best next time. Cain knew no better. And so anger came over him. Hate. But more than anything, he went from being happy about what he did, considering just saying, yeah, man, I missed it. I missed the mark. But he turned it from not being, or even congratulating, good job, man. You got me. Good job. You did good. I knew, I knew I should have brought those kiwis, mangoes. But he went to a different place, a darker place. And this place doesn't always happen with everyone, so everybody gets all worried now. They're like, oh, I'm going to kill somebody when I'm jealous or envious. No, 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 no. God shows you the power of this, that he became angry and lost his happiness. So when you look in the mirror, are you seeing someone that is happy? Are you seeing someone like, man, so good you know my kids are still sleeping I'm getting up to go to work my family's still resting God you protected us you sheltered us are you a little different now a little angry about something because the power that this story shows us here is that two, two brought an offering. Offering. One, when they were told their offering, was less. God didn't, it's not like God said, you know. It doesn't show anywhere where God says, you know what, Cain, your offering is less. You, why don't you go over there and, you know, move 
20 miles where the ground's harder. It's not like God said, well, you know what? Your offering wasn't good. I'm not going to come and talk to you for a year. It was just a comparison of an offering that got Cain jealous to a point. You can't imagine an act like this. The two first siblings in humanity. We keep on reading here. And the Lord said unto Cain, why are you angry? Why are you mad? Why is your countenance fallen? Why do you look sad? What's going on here? You didn't like what I said here? Even God, look, look how merciful our God is, brothers and sisters. Our God wanted to fix it. This is the thing we don't understand at times, is that God wants to fix it before it goes to the next level. God wants to see something in you. God experiences something in you, and he saw that it triggered something. He saw that it brought something out in you, and God wants to fix it. This is how merciful God was even then. He was like, talk to me here. What's going on here? It's not like God just said, man, something." God sees everything, and he, and he knew it was going to, let me give it a chance here, an opportunity to talk this through. Why are you hangry? Why do you look sad? We keep on reading here. If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? Look at that. Oh, my goodness. Come on. I was like, look, you're going to do something good. Shouldn't you be congratulated for doing something well? Shouldn't somebody tell you, you know, you, you did good? You know, God makes it simple. He's like, look, you know, it's because we get a, so we, everybody gets a trophy. We live in a society today where, you know, everybody's going to get a trophy. No, no, no. God said, no, 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 no. Everybody doesn't get a trophy today. Abel, your offering pleased me. Because sometimes it's got to be black and white. And I'm like, ah, you all both pleased me. Even though I know that you knew that you should have done better. Because when you were there picking stuff and you said, ah, I'm going to save that one. That's kind of a nice, that goes really well in my fruit salad. No, 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 no. There is a difference here. Shouldn't one be accepted because they did better? He's asking. He's trying to reason with someone right now that's about to commit murder. He saw his heart. He saw what he was going to do, and he's trying to reason with him. Keep on reading here. And if thou doest not well, Sin lieth at the door. Listen to that. And if you didn't do well, if you didn't do good, you, you, listen to that. That's pretty powerful. When, when you with intent don't do well, then sin lieth at the door. So, so, so I don't know all of us, but when we left our house, we had to go through a door, right? Right? Open the door, get to your vehicle, right? The word of God says right here, when you with intent 
don't do God's will or try to exceed it, that, that there's sin at your front door. It's lying there. That's the first thing you see when you leave your house. That's the first thing that might sneak its way in. We have a cat. Her name's Stormy. When I open that door, that cat... It comes right in. It hears something in the house. It knows somebody's going to come out. It's right there. So what do we do now? We're, we're Metsy cans, not Metsy cans. We put our foot there. This is the way we open the doors at our house, brothers and sisters. Don't ever think it's weird if we do this when we're going into a restaurant and you see us like this. Okay? We got good balance. And don't ever really freak out if we're opening the door in a restaurant and we say, no, Stormy. The Stormy's going to get in. The Stormy's waiting at the door. And God told Cain here, when you do these things, something's at the door of your house. And Mighty God, merciful God, loving God. Man, if, if Cain could have just said, you're right, God. Man, I, got, I don't, could, you, could you imagine the conversation that Cain could have had with God saying, God, I don't know what I'm going through right now, God. I can't explain this thing. I hate my brother right now. I hate him. Let's talk about this, Cain. Come with me over here. Let me take you over here to this better place. God's starting to have a conversation, and sometimes we don't have this conversation with God, and we just go right into it, right? Because we are what? Latinos. Rapido. Speedy Gonzalez. Ask for later if we made a mistake. But God says, slow down. Look at what I just told you. Shouldn't somebody be appreciated if they did well? When you don't see that and when you don't do well, your offering's not well, then know that sin's there. Something convinced you for it not to be what it was. <laughs> Man, God was dropping down some, he was, that was, the, I don't, well, that's the second, I think it might have been the second sermon he did. Exhortation. Because the first one, Adam and Eve, you know, hey, where are you guys at? Hey, why are you guys hiding? Come out of the bushes. Hey, well, what do you mean? How do you know this stuff? Ah, good, 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 good. You thought it all settled down. But what happened? Adam and Eve, you know, now they have their struggles because of the origin, right? Because of where it started at. Disobedience started there with Adam and Eve. And now the children, they're kind of connecting. But look at how loving our God is. God's like, all right, Cain, sit down, calm down. Let's talk about it. Talk about it, Cain. We keep on reading. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Verse 8. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass that they were in the field. Man, you just wish you could get more details. What, what did they talk about? Cain talked to Abel. You know, could you imagine that? You know, if it's brothers, you know, like, why don't you tell me, bro? Why 
why'd you tell me you were going to bring the good one out? What kind of conversation do they have in here? Right? I was, those are the little details they just want, you want more information on, right? But you're like, okay, okay, the word of God gave me that little bit. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get all, you know, Hollywood and start thinking how, how the scene played out and everything. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and he hit him. That's what you get, bro. Don't you ever do that again. Or he threw a big old battery at him. Or a big old Rambo knife. And it sounds like I'm going back to some of the past between me and Lorenzo, huh? <laughs> now I need some therapy. I'm going to sit down. I want you guys to talk to me because I need to. No, he didn't just do that. He killed him. He killed him. It wasn't enough what God had told him. It wasn't enough that God, what God was trying to show him. That was not enough for him. That this anger was not kindled in a conversation with God. Because it was deep. It was deeply rooted. And it says he slew him, he killed him. We keep on reading. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Famous terms now, right? Hey, Gabriel, where's Lorenzo? Am I my brother's keeper? Ah, people just use it now, right? Huh. Am I my brother's keeper? God's asking you, where's your brother at? I know he's a grown man. I know he probably goes to his own house because you guys do different types of occupations, but I'm just asking you a simple question. Where's he at? Am I my brother's keeper? Oh, there's a problem there already. So we keep on reading verse 10. And he said, what? You know, you know brothers and sisters, you can always tell. You know, you can, hey, God bless you, brother. How you doing? You don't even need to tell me what you did. I just know you did something. Look what God says. What have you done? You see, because you're going to show your cards. You're going to show who you are when there's something there. Because you can't fake it always. The snake will pop itself out if the snake is there. Like I told you, and I've said this before, hey, brothers and sisters, we lost a snake in here last night. Sorry. My kid brought his pet snake. You guys would all be freaking out right now in here, wouldn't you? I, you'd be freaking out right now. Everybody would have looked down at their feet. I said, don't worry, it's not poisonous. You could care less that I just said that. I could even say it's this small. And you're like, done. So when God saw the snake in his response, God knew instantly to say, what have you done? What have you done, Cain? What have you done? We talked. We talked this out. 
What have you done? We keep on reading here. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Verse 11. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. Verse 12. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive, a vagabond, shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. My punishment is greater than I can bear. Verse 14, behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from the face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. Now, I didn't hear all that when God told him what he told him. But man, I did hear Cain's interpretation of what God told him. I said, there ain't nobody going to slay you. Ain't nobody going to try to kill you. But this is where you get to where your consequences now start to take you beyond what your thought of the consequence could be. We see here, brothers and sisters, verse 15. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain's vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold, and the Lord shall set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Verse 16. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod, on the east of Eden. So Cain is done, right? But we see here, let's keep on reading, 17. And Cain knew his wife. Oh, another birds and bees story. Huh? And she conceived and bared Enoch, and he builded a city and called the name of the city after his son, Enoch. So we see here that Cain still had family. We see a curse sometimes being passed on. We talked about the origins of things, brothers and sisters. Where things start from, where things end. How important is it for us to end things? This is much more important than, just than starting things at times. Sometimes if you don't end something, you can't start something. Sometimes if you don't change, it's not going to change for people. My wife and I had this moment yesterday. Hey, babe. It was sad. It was a little sad. It was a little sad for me. We got into our, um, our shuttle back to where our vehicle was, right? And this older couple, they were, you know, no, older. 
Yes, like Archie and Richard. No. They, they were arguing outside, you know. They were like, they had just came back from vacation, todos. Estaban listos para. And he was like, you're going to blame me for almost missing the flight? You're putting that on me? He's like, they're in front of and I'm like, you're going to put that on me. You're putting that on me. And then she just turns around. She starts walking away. But they're really. And no, I thought I was right. So me and my wife were so happy, right? Oh, man, we came home. We're home in Texas. We're so happy we get home. I'm holding her tight next to me in the shuttle. Oh, I got her tight. And there was plenty of room in the shuttle, too. Still. And I whisper into her ear, I go, that could have been us. Because if you don't stop it, that's what it becomes. Unhappiness will go on with you and be with you. So brothers and sisters, when we start to think of where things start from, we start to imagine the struggles that we have. You got to go to the word of God. James 3.16. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. So, Again, here comes Monday morning. You're going to work. You're going to school. You're going somewhere. Go somewhere tomorrow, okay? Please stay in your house. You're going to see something. Oh, so-and-so got a new thing. Oh, she got something now. Before you think of something or react to something, be careful. Be careful how your mind will take you to a place like Cain's mind took him. Tell yourself, you know what? That's awesome that they got that. That's awesome that that happened to them, that they got that promotion. That's great. Congratulations. You deserved it. Because the moment you stop thinking well on others is the moment where we start to sin. And something starts to get created in us, an anger, an anger, an anger that you won't want to be here. I don't want to hear God's word. I don't want to hear about, you know, the conversation that God had with Cain before he did it. I just want to think that Cain had no chance. And that he just did it recklessly. Nothing happens with chance anymore. God says that in every situation there's an exit. Philippians 2.3 Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in loneliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Brothers and sisters, 
That's such an important verse. Because we've got to be thinking. We've got to be thinking of each other. Hoping for each other. Praying for each other. Desiring for each other. Not thinking of ourselves only, but of each other. I'm going to end on this verse right here, 1 Peter 4, 8. And above all things, look at, look at this. And above all things, have a fervent charity. Have a fire of love. Listen to this. Among yourselves, for charity, for love, shall cover a multitude of sins. You see, in these studies that we're going to be doing on the origin of things, we're going to talk about the origin of love. Where love started at. Not your interpretation of love. Not how love was introduced to you because you might have had a bad introduction to what love needs to be. But you ain't hearing me, see? Some of you have established love based off of your experience of love. That's not love. Or some of you have established love as what you've seen. Oh, that's love. That's not love. We're going to see where love started at and why love's so important. And Peter talks about love here. To have this burning love, consuming love, a love that doesn't die for each other, a love that when something there, envy wants to come, it just burns it away. It's not, ah. Even though I like Brother Carlos's truck more than mine, I'm happy for my brother because he deserves it. Ah, no me quiere mirar. Asustado. Como lo pedí, se me lo presta. Tiene gas, brother. Yeah, look at, see, that's a good brother right there. He let me borrow. God bless him. But you know what, brothers and sisters? We can learn a lot. We can learn a lot from the word of God on the struggles that we have, the pain that we have, the hurt that we have. You know, my wife and I came back from this trip a little changed. And things that we've seen, things that we weren't, things that, you know, I, I've seen, I've seen, not, I haven't seen to the extreme that, but things that she's never seen. We appreciate a little bit more things. Even though we're in a place that's beyond filthy rich. I mean, you're looking at $3 million boats on the water, helicopter on top of it. 
And then you're seeing the little guy in his little boat that's taking people out for 100 pesos. That's all he makes that day. $5, $2. Just as happy as can be, respectful as can be, loving as can be. Those are the people I want to be, people that we met offering us stuff, not looking at me and saying, oh, you could give more than that. Just being happy you gave anything. I tell you, brothers and sisters, God speaks to our hearts and shows us things if we open ourselves up to seeing them. What we got to do is continually look for what we, it, our eye is never satisfied. We know that. Our eye is never pleased. Our eye controls a lot of our actions. But Jesus is stronger than all these things. Where Jesus controls our actions is through his word. And this is why the word is so important in our lives. If you think you're strong and you don't have the word in your life, man, you would just be pushed moved in any way, but when you're grounded with the word of God, it don't matter if philosophies, it don't matter what comes at you. The word of God has maintained you. His wisdom has maintained you. And I thank God for that. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? And ask the musicians to pass on up. I'm going to ask if you struggle with envy and jealousy or if you just, you know, I'm going to ask for all of us to pass on out for prayer, brothers and sisters. And I'd like for us to, you know, reflect a little bit of what God spoke to us today, but also struggles that we're currently going through. If you're going through something, you don't understand why you're going through it. As the title in the series of this of origins, there's an origin. It came from somewhere. It came from something. It's, it came from somewhere. It came from. Can everybody agree to that? That if something is going on in your life right now, it came from somewhere or something. It's that simple. You don't have to think that anything or, or, or try to or try to overanalyze it, but it came from something somewhere. Why don't we. Uh, why don't we bow down, brothers and sisters, and ask God to, to bless us this morning. And